It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Rams, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Rams. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Rams. Here's the thing. I'm Travis Rogers. That's not the thing, but we'll get to we'll we'll get to the thing in a second. Appreciate you checking us out. The fastest growing sports podcast on the internet, the Locked On Network. As you've heard me mention many, many times before, it's not just football. We've got the NBA as well. So no matter what your favorite NBA team is, there's a locked on your favorite team, Rams, Lakers. Bulls, Bears, whatever it is, Nuggets, Broncos, we've got you covered no matter which city you're in. So go check those out. We've got Locked on the NBA. We've got Locked on the NFL with Matt Williamson. We've got Locked on Fantasy with Vinny Iyer. All sorts of different things. So that's the reason we're growing is because you check us out, and thank you very much for doing that. All right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Rams have found themselves in exactly the position that they couldn't afford to be in when this season started. Let, let, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about this in, in macro for a second. The team is moving to Los Angeles. The team needs to make an impact. The team has been um, somewhere between terrible and mediocre f- for a very long time. Jeff Fisher, while he has been in St. Louis slash L.A., has been mediocre, maybe a little bit less than mediocre at times. Never good. Never good. And when they came to L.A., they decided that one of the things that they were going to do to make a splash, or they decided that they had a guy that was a transformative quarterback in their mix, they were going to draft Jared Goff number one overall. And in order to do that, they had to give away a whole bunch of draft picks, six draft picks to do it, to move into the number one overall pick. They have a choice of quarterbacks between Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and some other guys as well, Dak Prescott among them, um, and they chose Goff. And camp opens and Goff doesn't look very good. And camp continues and Goff doesn't look very good. And camp runs, wrap, uh, wraps up and Goff doesn't look very good. So Jeff Fisher announces that Jared Goff um, is not going to play. In fact, he doesn't even put on a uniform in the first week. Uh, really the first time that that's ever happened, that the number one overall pick in the NFL draft just doesn't dress because he's not ready to play. There's been other, there's been contract holdouts, there's been injuries, there's things like that, but the first time ever that they just said, you know what, he can't play tonight no matter what, we're just not going to put him in a uniform. Well, since then, he has moved in to the backup role and has not taken a snap yet. Case Keenum has been the quarterback all season long. The scenario that we laid out many times at the beginning of the season, and and really it kind of was going according to plan. I mentioned it on this podcast a couple of different times, was that the Rams' best-case scenario was they would win, they would be ahead of schedule, and that even if they weren't winning, as long as the games weren't being lost because the quarterback was struggling, then you could continue to run these parallel paths, and that is not play Jared Goff, Win games and not have to live or or hear or be surrounded by the, hey, when's the kid going to play? And for the better part of five weeks, that worked. Through four weeks, it was working really well. You're three and one. Everybody said, hey, look, look, Case Keenum's not the second coming of John Elway, but he's not killing us. And the, the noise about Jared Goff was nowhere. 
I host the pre- and post-game show for the L.A. Rams, along with Eric Davis and Kirk Morrison on ESPN LA 710 and 100.3 The Sound. And the noise about play Jared Goff was nowhere through five weeks. It's like, hey, look, they're winning. Case Keenum's okay. Not that big of a deal. Let's keep going. Well, fast forward several weeks later, the Rams have dropped three games in a row. The Rams are coming off of a trip to London where their quarterback, who's an undrafted guy, through four interceptions, you lost by seven points, including a pick six, his third of the season. No other quarterback in the NFL has more than one. Four interceptions, going into your bye week, coming back from London after a loss. The team is under 500, really for the first time all year, considered other than the week one loss to San Francisco. So what do you do now? This Here's, again, keeping it macro. Here's what's going on. Your team's not very good. Your quarterback's not very good. You've got the bye week coming up. You're under 500, and your starting quarterback, the guy that you said is going to be your guy all year long, just come off, of, just just coming off of a four-year, or I should say, a four-interception game. All right, that's eh, just not going to do the trick. Right, right. So this brings us to the question that they've been trying to avoid all season long, and that is, when does Jared Goff play? When does Jared Goff play? And the answer for a lot of people is, well, how about right now? How about right now? Because the team is bad, again, below 500, again. In fact, how about this for a number? This is the eighth time in 10 years after seven weeks of the season that the Rams have been under 500. That's a pretty good definition of being either bad or pretty mediocre. For the eighth time in 10 years, the Rams are under 500 after seven weeks. For the eighth time in 10 years. Okay. Here's here's the other part of this. Here's the other part of this. This, The timing, it's in the middle of the season. Jared Goff is presumably better now than he was eight weeks ago with the reps that he's been able to take. And yet, we still haven't seen him play. We still haven't seen anything. And your guy has thrown four interceptions in his last game. All right? Here's the thing. I'm going to read you a quote from Jeff Fisher. I'm going to read you this quote from Jeff Fisher and then we'll decide on whether or not this is the guy that you want running your team moving forward. This is a quote. And I'll stop here periodically and kind of react to what we've seen. Here, Here's the quote. Here's where we are. I have not changed my mindset whatsoever with respect to quarterback Case Keenum and quarterback Jared Goff. As I mentioned last night, Jared's going to get some reps, which is a byproduct of the bye week. We're moving forward. We have to get some guys back, which we will. We have a chance to be extremely healthy. If you compare the roster after this bye week to the start of the regular season, so that's encouraging. We're going to work hard over the next couple of days as a staff, looking at what's been good and what's not, where we need to improve. I think realistically, when guys come back after the bye, we'll have a couple of good days of work, and then we'll get ready for the Panthers. Okay, let's unpack that a little bit. Number one, <laughs> I've, I've not changed my mindset whatsoever with respect to quarterback Case and the quarterbacks Case and Jared. Why not? Why not? Look, I'm not saying that you have to make the change. What I am saying is at least open your mind to the possibility. And look, we're three and four. We're probably not going to be a a playoff team. And I know that coaches don't think like this, but you got to start thinking about what's going on around you. Let's start the clock on the kid. Let's get a half a season in on the kid. So when you get to the 2017 season, he's not as green as he is right now. Think about this. Let's stop right here for a second. What would you rather have? 
would you this this reminds me so much of Byron Scott and the Lakers last year that the Lakers were trying to do this thing where the Lakers and Byron Scott were trying to to win 20 games instead of 16 and at the expense of trying to win those four extra games they absolutely hindered the development of D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarks, and Julius Randle for the cost of what four games that still made you the second worst team in the NBA no matter what This is what's going on with the Rams right now. Let me ask you a question. What would you rather have? Would you rather fast forward to next summer? Okay. It's August. Training camp is open. You're getting ready to go into the 2017 season. Would you rather have A, Jared Goff having not played any NFL games at all. You still don't know what you have. Going into a season with a guy that is incredibly green, no experience, and kind of saying, well, let's see what he's got. Or scenario B, would you rather go into next season, next summer, camp, August, with Jared Goff having had nine starts under his belt? Maybe they're terrible. Maybe they go 0-9. Maybe they are an absolute disaster. But wouldn't you rather have seen those nine starts? Wouldn't you have rather have seen him make a whole bunch of mistakes that maybe he could learn from, make a whole bunch of bad decisions, make a whole bunch of really stupid rookie, you know, comical almost errors along the way and say, hey, look, Nine games. Those nine games are going to help him get ready. Let's, you know, hey, he did this pretty well. Hey, remember that one game where he made this throw? Hey, remember that game where he led him back for a, a fourth quarter, gave him a chance to win in that game? God forbid he's actually good. Which of those two scenarios sound better to you? Because this is where we are. The Rams and Jeff Fisher are sitting there talking themselves into, hey, look, if we play Case Keenum, we could win seven games. If we play Jared Goff, we, only, we, we might only win four or five. What the hell's the difference? You don't get a first-round pick anyway. What difference does it make? Play the kid. Or at least, in Jeff Fisher's world, be open to the possibility of playing the kid, right? You have to at least consider it. You have to at least consider it, right? Case Keenum's numbers so far this season, he's 27th in the NFL out of 32 in quarterback rating. That's pretty bad. Case Keenum has thrown 10 interceptions and 8 touchdowns in 7 games. That's not very good. More touchdowns or more interceptions than touchdowns, more interceptions than games played. He's also fumbled 10 times. That seems kind of high. The, the, the conversation about whether or not you're going to play him has to at least start to take place. Back to Jeff Fisher. Like I said, he's going to get reps. I don't feel like Case needs the reps Wednesday and early next week, so Jared will get those reps, which is good. Fine. Okay, I'm okay with you right there. But the next sentence needs to be out of your mouth. Look, if Jared continues to develop and we continue to struggle, then yeah, we're going to have to talk about making a change at some point. He continues to go. It's just what I said yesterday and what Case has done. We won three straight games with him. Well, okay. Uh, What about the next sentence out of your mouth? Here he goes. Yes, I understand we lost three straight, but the quarterback position, in my opinion, is not the reason we lost the football games, nor was it yesterday. At first first glance, you look, oh, he threw four interceptions. You look at the actual plays, and you guys know, interceptions, you can place blame wherever you want. Quarterback is going to be our, or Goff is going to be our starter in the future, but we're going to continue with Case, looking forward to a couple of weeks of preparation for Carolina. Stupid. It's just, it's just really, really stupid because there, there has to come a point where you say, and, and, and here's the other thing, a lot of this has to be because Jeff Fisher, and again, everybody likes him. I like him. He's a nice guy. He's, a, he's, he's not an ogre like a lot of these other NFL coaches. He's not this big, sour, 
awful guy. He's a he's a pretty decent guy, and I like him. But there has to be an element of look. If I don't play the kid, then I can go to ownership. I can go to Stan Kroenke and say, hey, "Look, man, we didn't even get a chance to play our kid. We didn't even have a chance to. We spent that number one pick. You can't fire me yet. I haven't even had a chance to put the kid in the lineup. You got to give me a season with the kid." Whereas if he plays half a season with the kid and the kid looks terrible and the team looks terrible and everything continues to go down the drain, then you don't have that argument. And it feels a lot like that's what this is this is headed for. Keeps talking about the wide receiver help. He keeps talking about Kenny Britt ran a bad route. Brian Quick ran a bad route. Tavon Austin had a ball go off of his hands. And all of those things are true. All of those things definitely happened. But there's no future with Case Keenum. And, and the only reason to play this guy through the first seven weeks of the season was, hey, look, we're winning. We're winning. We're going to keep winning. We're going to be in the playoff mix. We're going to have a chance to do this. And the scary thing is, I guess you kind of still do. If you look at the NFL standings so far, and you look at the NFL, uh, the I should say the NFC West, then you realize that the Rams, even though they've lost three in a row, even though that they are falling behind quickly, they're still not in any, as you look at it, it's not quite that bad. There are a lot of opportunities still there for them. Seattle leads the division at four and one. Okay, the Rams are four one and one. The Rams are three four and zero. Oh. They're playing bad football. They don't look good, but they've beaten Seattle. They've beaten Arizona. So if they can get on some sort of a roll, if you get on some sort of a roll, you're going to crawl right back into this thing because you already have tiebreakers over both of those teams. It's it, it, the back end of the schedule looked kind of daunting coming into the season, but you look at it now and it feels a lot more manageable. Carolina's terrible. They've got them coming out of the break. Then you've got the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Saints. All four of those games are eminently winnable. Panthers, Jets, Dolphins, Saints. I mean, could you make an argument that the Rams will be either favored in all of those or, or within a single score in all of those games? Yeah, I think you probably can. Then you've got a little bit more after that. You've got the Patriots, you've got the Falcons, and then you get back into the the meat of your teams. You've got Seattle and Arizona waiting for you on the backside as well. But the schedule actually shakes out halfway decently for them, and yet here we are, and you're still trying to spin your wheels to get those extra couple of wins. You, you almost it, It's in a weird position, and it's counterintuitive to everything that, about being a fan. You want your team to win. You want your team to have a chance. But you need to start thinking, do you want to be 6-10 and 10 and have put no miles on Jared Goff, no development into Jared Goff, no further along in knowing whether or not he's your guy, or would you rather be maybe 4-12 and 12 and haven't had 6, 7, 8, 9 games of Jared Goff? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And I think the second one is the better answer. The trouble is, I don't know if that's a better answer for Jeff Fisher, and he's the one that gets to make the decision. That's where it gets really scary. That's where it gets really difficult to figure out why this decision is being made as opposed to that decision is being made. Lots more to get to. We'll do it the rest of the week, 15 minutes every single day on your Los Angeles Rams. I'm Travis Rogers. This is Locked on Rams, and we'll see you tomorrow. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. 
Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network. 